Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Craig and Tony Show. CNT. Yeah, the C- CNT C- TV. CNT. T- we're not on TV. <laughs> we're not on TV. There you go. Yeah, that's but, the problem. But we're working on it. 2021, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to bring you us on TV. I'm not, on sure, TV. not sure if it would be a spectacular event or not. Yeah, but, yeah, well. But, you know. We're, it'll we're, be widescreen. I bet you that. <laughs> Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> I'm trying to narrow my screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but we, can, we need to clean up this, this area around here to, yeah. to make it more. It looks like a junk pile right now. Yeah, if you want, yeah. the studio here needs a little bit of work. We're in a Rayma closet. <laughs> Rayma closet, yeah. And, and and then obviously we need to get some some video equipment, you know, and 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 some uh, some other things to to get the podcast rolling where we need we want it to be. And some of us just have a face for radio. <laughs> face for radio. <laughs> yeah, you know. So you know, here we are with episode number eleven. 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 You know. So you know, it's 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 been. A, a great time, and we do um, love to hear from our listeners. Um, you can email me at chagin, C-H-A-G-I-N, at rhema, R-H-E-M-A, dot org, and let, let us know how you like the podcast, um, maybe some things you would like to hear us talk about, um, maybe some people you would like to have on the podcast. Now, sure. Right now, actually, you know, at some point in time, we'll have other guests, but right now we're focusing mainly on Rama graduates um, because we want to – show how Rama is making an impact all over the world, yeah. but how it's not just in ministers, but what we have graduates th- that are doing wonderful things in e- every aspect of life. Every walk of life and every man's world. Yes, and, and so, um, you know, in taking two years out of your life to come lo- learn more about the Bible can always be a good thing. Yeah, God will forgive you, even if it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get trained. I mean, some people think, well, well, I'm not really called to ministry, but you know, we're all called as ministers to minister the gospel. We sure are. To, to where our world, to where we live. Yeah. And you know, if you're maybe thinking about coming to Raymer, know somebody that that might be rbtc.org is the place to go. Well, we're joined once again by our good friend and Rama graduate, Grady Pickett. And Grady is going to talk about the Middle East. Um, many of you hear about the Middle East on some of our fake news channels and what's going on there, what may or may not be going on. But we're going to talk about the Middle East. We're going to talk about uh, some of the things that he is doing and how some of these things in the Middle East fit in with Bible prophecy. Because, Tony, we all know that when, during Bible times, the the known world was basically the Middle East and, and over maybe over you know the Turkey um, I, I guess the Roman world was, was there but it, there, well where Grady's at is the he's right over there in the cradle of civilization yeah that's it right it began there and it's going to end there yeah that's yes right. um, you know yeah you know but, but I I don't think that he lives real close with the Garden of Eden <laughs> I don't think so yeah. <laughs> yeah but but Grady it's good to have you on the program so so talk to us about about the Middle East and. And you know some some things you're talking about how it relates to prophecy and sure and, and you know, some plans and, and what you guys are doing over there and what you plan to do in the future. Yeah, thanks, Craig, Tony. Thanks for having me. Um, so we've been in Iraq for 11 years now, and it really is one of the other Bible lands, along with Israel, Jordan, Turkey. True. Iraq. Iraq is man Old Testament, the land of Old Testament prophets, and it like Tony said, it's where it all began. The Garden of Eden was there. Just, you know, somewhere, somewhere between the <laughs> yeah. Tigris and the Euphrates. Tigris River, yeah. yeah, the Tigris River is just 20 miles from our house. 
near Mosul. Mosul is ancient Nineveh where Jonah had to go. I've actually been inside Jonah's tomb right after during the war with ISIS. So wow. not the whale, but his tomb. Not the whale, yeah. <laughs> so we you're, you're in an ancient Mesopotamia. We <laughs> are. Ancient Babylon, yeah. Asian um, Persia. So uh so maybe one thing you you could actually do is have tours. Yes. And and, and do tours of of Old Testament mm-hmm. lands. Yeah. Well, they're, anytime they're people come to visit us, I'm like pointing things out as we drive around. So so let me ask you that. I mean, yeah. how easy would it be for Tony and I to go to Iraq? I mean, is it something people can do or I mean It is. Really? It is. I mean, because you know, we we kind of just think Mm-hmm. Well, how, you know, how do you go there? Well, I mean, I, I know maybe during COVID you can't go anywhere, but, but, you know, on a normal, mm-hmm. normal year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, normally you can't go to Baghdad unless you get a, um, in Southern Iraq, yeah. unless you get special permission and an escort from the, you know, to, well, you'll need a small army to escort you around. Um, but up north... Now, Tony probably has the connections to make it yeah. both to Baghdad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll pick up the phone, call somebody in Willacoochee. We'll make that happen. Sure, yeah. You know, during the war, you'd have to hire a small army, and it would cost you $10,000 a day just to get from one side of town to the other. Wow. Medics, um, you know, little army guys with bulletproof cars, and those bulletproof cars are still... They cost $100,000, but a lot of people are still driving them. Mm. Um, but back to your question. What was your question? Well, I mean, I was just asking, can people come and visit? Yes, yes, thanks. Yeah. Um, North, so Erbil International Airport, you can just get on an airplane, fly to Frankfurt, Germany, or Austria, and then from there, it's just a five-hour flight to Erbil, North Iraq, and every American and European gets a 30-day free visa Wow, hmm. at the airport. Interesting. Oh, that, that is interesting. Is that something yeah. that... I, I didn't know. Now, I do know how people have come and visit you. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't know how. Yeah. I didn't know if they had to get special permission from the government or something like that. Not so, anymore. You used uh, to have to have a, getting re- a written permission to come in, but not anymore. All right. So, so go again. Keep talking about. about yeah. you know. So prophetically and historical things about Iraq, there's a lot. You know, prophetically, end time events. It's kind of like having front row seat on end time Bible prophecy. Um. Bible talks about the armies of the east are going to come across and attack Israel, but they're going to cross, come across the Tigris and the Euphrates rivers on dry land. Now, that's never been possible. That would be impossible, but until today, because Turkey has now built 23 mega dams, mm. and they're able to shut the floodgates off and dry up those rivers. Wow. Wow. So if the bridges were blown up, they can still roll right across those massive rivers that are, you know, kind of like the size of the Mississippi mm-hmm. in some places. So big rivers, but wow. dry. They can dry them up now. So we've got uh, Russia, China, and Iran, all the kings of the north, kings of the east. China, you know, they say kings of the east. That, that Some say that translates as to the land of the rising sun. That's always been China. They're all allies. They're friends now. With all the sanctions put on Iran, China and Russia have thrown them a lifeline of financial support. And uh, yet Russia building nuclear reactors in Iran. Then in all world history, they've never been friends. But now they are. Yeah. The old Russian KGB, it goes by a different name now. They're helping Iranian security services catch uh, people that they don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people who are against the regime. So... Yeah, so that's happening. 
um, in Iran, we have something called the Twelvers. It's kind of like a, a cult within Islam in the, uh, the Shiite sect of Islam, which is maybe 25% of world Islam. But they believe the Twelver or the 12th Imam will return right. in the last days. And when you hear about this guy, he sounds like the perfect picture of the Antichrist. They say he's going to come back. He's going to convert the world to Islam. He's going to kill all. Uh, they say Jesus is going to come back with him because uh, I guess he did. This 12th Imam disappeared down a well. He's going to return. You know, he disappeared hundreds of years ago, but he's going to return. He's going to kill all the Jews and Christians and convert the world to Islam. So that's mm -hmm. what the Twelvers believe. It's a weird sect, but everybody in government, all the way up to the Ayatollah, they're all Twelvers. It's okay. Wow. So they've all, like the higher-ups, they've drank in the Kool-Aid. Well, so it all lines up for what we know is Bible prophecy. Yeah, this Messiah figure. They're waiting for him. Mm -hmm. But... They say he won't come back until worldwide chaos has been established. Oh, I think it's, I think it's being established We're right well now. We're well on the way, aren't we? Well, yeah, just wait until Iran gets a nuclear weapon. And President Obama said in 10 years, you'll be free to get a nuclear weapon. That's why it matters who's in the White House. It does matter. It's huge. People don't realize this. But uh, Iran would almost have a nuclear bomb if they were still under that nuclear agreement mm -hmm. right now. So, you know, this, you know, things, if things go a certain way, we'll be right back in that agreement. Right. Right. And with these crazies in control, what are they going to do with the nuclear bomb? They've told us for 40 years, they are going to wipe Israel and America off the map. Yeah. They've got shipping containers that are, have missile launchers hidden inside of them that they can put on cargo ships, sneak it right up to your front door off the coast, Atlantic, Pacific, Gulf of Mexico, launch a missile, EMP strike, nuclear above, and, you know, all your lights go out. Everything digital is fried, like a giant lightning bolt hit everything. So that's part of their plan. They mm. know it. We know it. But people aren't taking them seriously. But end-time events. We're talking about end-time events, potential ways things could uh, go down. Boy, other things going on. You know, um, I made mention the other Sunday yeah. that – I guess it was, it was the 29th, I think. So I said, you know, last year, 2019, if I would have laid out on, on the 30th of, of November, the whole plan, what was, what, what all went on with the pandemic yeah. and with, you know, the election stuff, political stuff, mm -hmm. if I would have laid it all out, you know, in, in the, the last day of, of the month and, and, um, in November, you would have called me a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. But it all happened. Right. And so some of these people that have been called conspiracy theorists, you know, actually have a point on some of the things. And, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, they're sounding the alarm. And like you said, people aren't even listening. Yeah. And, and people don't realize that the, the things that happen in America affect the rest of the world. Yeah. And, and can have a great effect, especially with. You know, obviously, President Trump has signed a lot of peace accords, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, unheard of things. Oh, amazing. I mean, I mean it's been yeah. amazing because do we, we have to understand the the Israelites and, and the Muslim nation 
have fought for eternity. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, so many wars have been have been wagered because, and some of some of the countries are actually working together, which is like unheard of. Yes, you know, but then we have Iran and, mm-hmm. and some some other countries. Um, you know, and and a lot of these end time prophecy things are are on the brink of coming to pass. Yeah. And, and if we don't do two things, pray yeah. and vote, yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's the most scariest part. You know, I, I don't care what you believe, but if, if your vote doesn't really count, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if someone's able to steal votes through electronically or, yeah. or to manufacture votes and, and, you know, that's a scary thing because all we, all, we only have two things, our, our prayer life and, and, and voting, and what we do in America determines mm-hmm. things that happen all around the world. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, th- this nuclear bomb in, in Iran yeah. is, is not a cool thing for us here in America because, you know, obviously 9-11, yeah. Yeah. you know, 9-11 was a war on the Christians. Yes. It wasn't the war on the people who were in New York City. Right. You know, and, and it, you know, some people say, well, that's God's judgment. No, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was some some radical muslim people yeah you know trying to fulfill um you know prophecy that they think that needs to be fulfilled and and doing their duty to do that right and i i don't think that we realize as you know your your average you know middle class american citizen you know how much that we can have an impact Right. On the whole world, you know, including the Middle East. Well, pray, sure. vote, and walk in our God-given authority. Yeah. Can, let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. Grady, and, and see if I can verbalize this correctly and get your take on it. Mm-hmm. We, we know, and I, I don't remember the exact chapter and verse, but 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 one of the prophecies concerning the Antichrist is that, is that he will seek to change time and law. Yeah. And so we know that the enemy wants to hasten uh, certain things of chaos yeah. Uh, maybe even before it's time. Yes. Okay. And so, uh, uh, do you believe that that even though we know we know some of Bible prophecy uh, and, and what what's going to take place with the rise of the Antichrist, do you believe that the enemy in 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 the time we're living in right now would try to stir things up to hasten certain things of chaos before the time? Because we also know there's there's going to be uh, a last day's great revival. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about that just a second. Give me your thoughts. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I believe the devil doesn't know exactly when Jesus is coming back. Right. So all through history, he's had antichrist people that he could kind of call on. Because that spirit's always been yeah. here. The antichrist spirit. Yeah. 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 And any religion that like denies Jesus and the virgin birth is an antichrist spirit. Yeah. And boy, you know, the Middle East is really antichrist. Now they they believe in him as a prophet, but he is not God's son. He's not God in the flesh. And, uh, and I don't think a lot of people realize that yeah. in the Muslim religion that they do believe that Jesus right. Christ is a prophet. Right. You know, and I have found that a number of of, of Muslims who have got saved, yeah. they started out trying to find more about this Jesus character. Mm-hmm. You know that that was you know in I guess their whole book called the Quran. Yeah. Um, you know they read the Quran and and I guess mm-hmm. Jesus has mentioned a number of times in the Quran and so and he sounds like a nice guy and so yeah. they they go to the Bible to read more about Jesus mm-hmm. and they get saved. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's and an so, amazing thing. And so I guess that also helps you guys in witnessing and stuff because mm-hmm. 
they're familiar with Jesus. Yes, they are. And in, in, in the the Muslims I've talked about who who have you know born again, yeah, um, they talked about that they thought Jesus seemed to be a good prophet and a nice prophet. Sure. And so people like nice people, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think is that a segue to be able to witness to to folks like that? I mean, sure, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, anytime. Well, there's a lot of stories in the Quran, but they don't really get finished properly. If you want to, like, kind of like Paul Harvey, if you want to read the rest of the story, you go, you have to go to the Bible. Mm-hmm. But they also they're also taught that the Bible was corrupted, and so stay away from it. You know, which is a lie from the from yeah. the devil. You know, because anyone who starts to read it, they're Fake like, news. "Wow, this is a different kind of book. Yeah. This yeah. is answering all my life's questions, <laughs> and it's got the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. So, and it's life changing. So. So, so talk more, more about some, some, I mean, I love to hear this, this prophetic stuff going on yeah. the, in the Middle East. Talk, talk more about right. that. So about two hours from our house in Iraq, two hours north, there's a Nahum, Nahum's tomb is in a little town called Al-Kosh. So if you go to the book of Nahum in the Old Testament, it says the prophecy of Nahum, the Al-Koshite. And wow. it's the same town. Hmm. Same place. And the Jews have been the caretakers of his tomb for 2,500 years until they were all kicked out when Israel became a nation again. All the Middle Eastern nations attacked Israel. They lost, you know, in their shame. And uh, they took out their rage on their local Jewish populations, Mm. kicked them all out of the Middle East. You know, they had been there since Nebuchadnezzar 2,500 years ago. Wow. So during the, the different diasporas and... Or, uh, you know, when they were, the Jews were taken out of their land and, and then scattered all over the Middle East. And they lived there and thrived for 2,500 years or more. So Nahum's tomb. You go read it. It's three chapters. It says, um, just kind of, if I remember from the top of my head, Nahum is like, God is angry with you people. Now, Nahum comes about 100 years after Jonah. Now, Mosul is ancient Nineveh. During the war with ISIS, I was able to go for the first time to Mosul. And the, the Tigris River comes through the middle of Mosul. ISIS had been pushed to the west side of the river. And the east side had been liberated. And it was, it was still a mess. It was a smoldering, apocalyptic mess. But we were able to drive all the way to Jonah's tomb. And this is a little backstory getting back to Nahum. We got inside Jonah's little mountain, his tomb. Isis had tunneled all through there. We found ancient artifacts, bones. Um, who knows? It could have been Jonah's bones and other prophets. Like the locals call it the Hill of 40 Prophets. Hmm. And they joke, you know, 40 prophets have warned Mosul and they've all kind of died. <laughs> and uh, no one listened to them. So here we are. We're in there. Giant statues inside these, these tunnels in Jonah's tomb that you couldn't get out. Now there was a missionary got some out, excavated them from the Nimrod website from the ancient Nimrod, just 10, 20 miles down river, <laughs> took them back to America a hundred years ago under the old Ottoman empire, paid like $70 shipping to ship these giant statues back to America to a Bible college. And the Bible college just sold them for $30 million. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Each. So yeah, there you go. There's some funding for your Bible college from, uh, missionary present present from a hundred years ago. Amazing. So we were in Jonah's tomb watching the war happen across, across the river. You know, you've, we've all heard and read the story of Jonah and, but the city repented back then. 
So a hundred years later, Nahum comes on the scene and he's like, you guys have backslidden this time. There is no forgiveness. You will not be acquitted. He says, darkness is going to consume my enemies and, uh, and so on. So when it talks about the darkness, he also says the floodgates are going to be opened upon you. That sounds like a damn terminology. So, and it also brings back this memory of that tsunami that hit Japan where like that black water was chasing people in cars and just swallowing them up. Black water, the darkness was going to consume my enemies. If you go about five miles north of Mosul, there's maybe 10 miles, there's the Mosul Dam. And Saddam Hussein built the Mosul Dam on a foundation, a bedrock of gypsum or chalk. Mm. So for 40 years, they've been tunneling down inside these tunnels, inside the dam and pumping grout into the foundation, trying to plug up all the holes in the cracks of water getting under and subverting the dam. So um, 10 tons of cement a day pumped into the foundation constantly for the past 40 years. ISIS captured the dam, so no one did the repair work on it for like six months. So I believe Nahum's prophecy is still going to come true. That dam is going to break. A 100-foot wall of water is going to wash over Mosul. It's going to continue on down to Baghdad. It's going to um, cover Baghdad in 16 feet of water, scientists say. Now, there is an Italian firm there now trying to um, fix the problem. But if it's written in the word of God, it's probably going to happen. It's going to happen. So you won't. Yeah. So from Nahum's tomb in the old town of Alkoshite on the side of this mountain, you can see the Mosul Dam. <laughs> wow. Oh. You can see it just over there on the horizon. You can see it. So uh, that's another prophecy that I, I thought was going to happen during ISIS. I thought it was. I was ready to go to, I actually went to the local telecom company and I was like, I want to send a text message to everybody in Mosul with a message like Jonah, you guys need to repent, ask for forgiveness, return everything that you stole and maybe God will spare you. Mm. So they're like, sorry, man, we lost all the records and it would cost you about $10,000 to send a mass text message to, you know, half a million people. So I was like, okay, well, plan B. (laughs) (laughs) So um, now let's kind of segue into, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, give us your website. I mean, let, let us know how some people can support, yeah. support you. Yeah, support information, pictures at faithfrontiers.org. So .org, faithfrontiers. Faithfrontiers. Mm-hmm. faithfrontiers.org. Yeah. So, so talk to us a little bit about some of the future plans and some of the, some of the, yeah. the ministry that, that you guys are endeavoring to do. And, and mm-hmm. obviously it takes money. Yes. You know, it, you know, it takes money to, to, to fund the gospel, yeah. you know, um, you know, now one good thing, I'm, I'm assuming that American money goes a long way, yeah. um, you know, m- m- you know, you know, there, mm-hmm. but it, but talk, talk about, about some, some things that, that you guys are, are planning on doing. Sure. And, you know, I, I realize that the COVID has uh-huh. affected the whole world. And has has stopped, you know, yeah. some of the things right now. But but I know you guys have some great plans. Right during the COVID lockdowns, boy, we had a good time of prayer and just walking every evening and asking God, what is the next thing? What do we do? And I felt like the Lord's brought me back to Jesus appearing in the world at the appointed time, and we believe that appointed time came when the Roman roads had been built all over the Middle East and Europe. Fullness that was important. Yeah, the fullness of time had happened. 
there was like even a, maybe a postal system because, you know, Paul started writing letters and these letters had couriers and they were being distributed all over the empire. So I felt like the Lord said the new Roman roads are these digital Roman roads. And I've got a, ro- a road from my smartphone to every smartphone potentially in the world. That's amazing. That's almost a miracle. Yeah. So what we're doing now is all the teaching and we have 280 Bible stories. It's already, tr- the Bible is already translated in, into Kurdish. We're just reading them and putting these 280 Bible stories into social media sound bites. So people, so even while I'm sleeping, the word of God, the Holy Spirit has something to lead people to, something to be shared. And so the word of God is going to be shared soon in all Middle Eastern languages Mm -hmm. and uploaded on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. So I'm excited about that. And that's one of our current projects is getting everything recorded, translated. It's already translated. We're just reading it. So, and then we'll work on, uh, we start on Kurdish, Sarani, and then we move on to the other languages that surround us. Even like the little ones that no one's um, had time to do. So so, um, let me ask you this. I mean, yeah. how how good is the internet in, in Iraq and other places in the yeah. Middle East? Because, you know, the American mindset mm-hmm. thinks from, you know, well, they can't possibly have good internet. I mean, all they have is wars around there. Right. You, you know, but but you guys have high-speed internet? We um, do have high-speed internet. Yes. And, 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 and you have smartphones. We do. Not just dumb ones. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Believe it or not, most refugees in their little refugee tents have a smartphone, and they're looking at the world. That's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, well, it's amazing. Like when you go to Africa, mm-hmm. you know, when people think they don't have smartphones, and they do. Yeah, and they actually, and I've so I've, I've asked them. I said, well, how do they charge some of those things? So some of the people live out in, in you know, you know, the the bush that's, yeah. that, that's miles from anything. So so there's usually a guy. You know, you know, we might have gas stations. You know, fuel stations. There, there's a guy with a bunch of batteries yeah, and, and the batteries are con- connected to chargers and you, mm-hmm. you just come and pay for, for, you know, time or, or whatever to charge your, charge your mm-hmm. smartphone. Yeah. Wow. And, and so, you know, it is amazing that, that even all over Iraq that they can hear this podcast. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, you know, and so that's th- things we don't understand the far reaches yeah. of the internet. Yes. Now, now, obviously, you know, number of folks in Iraq, can't understand us because you know they don't speak mm-hmm. our language english yeah. you know although we as americans think that everyone in the world should speak english yeah but they don't you know and i think that's one of the things whenever americans go overseas and they find out that not everyone speaks english it kind of you know but a lot do yes it is if you want to do get up in the world and get promoted in life you have to know english because it's, it's, it's a money language it's the money language yeah. it's the lingua franca it's kind of it's the language that the whole world wants to know but but i think what you're pointing out is yeah. you know we have access to a lot of people yes um online that, that we don't even know more than we, we realize more than we realize oh my goodness you know and it, yeah and it is interesting when you know, when a thing like facebook you know came out yeah. you know and you can love them, you can hate them, yeah. you know, you know, you can love or hate their fa- mm-hmm. fact checkers. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, but yeah. but you know, I know when when I when Facebook first started, I actually got on Facebook not to communicate to anyone, but to mm-hmm. play some of their little Facebook games okay. that they they had on there. Mm-hmm. And so um some people know that that I have a tendency to stay up late. Okay. 
And so, you know, so I play some of these online games. And I noticed a lot of people that were always online, same time I was, mm-hmm. happened to live in like Australia and yeah. other, other parts of the world, Australia, New Zealand, um, over in, in the, in, mm-hmm. you know, the some of the yeah. uh, other countries o- over there, you know, and, and I met people, you know, not people that are Rayma graduates or whatever, people from, you know, other walks of life. Yeah. Because they're playing some stinking little game on, right. on, on, <laughs> yeah. uh, on Facebook, and, yeah. and so you know, and so actually, I had a rapport with these people who who know nothing about me because because yeah. there was things if, if you would you know become Facebook friends and you could get more points or whatever. So I became Facebook friends with people I have no clue who they were. Most of them live across the world, mm-hmm. um, but but then again, you know, they started commenting on some of my things as I see my Facebook page, and and it's just amazing how, yes. how we have you know, an outreach to all over the world, Yeah, you know, and I know because I follow you on social media mm-hmm. that, you know, when you put some very interesting posts out that I'm able to read them, you know, the same day or yes. you know, a lot of times because I am up later, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, that, you know, and it's just amazing. And I think what, what you guys are doing are is, is genius, but it's, it's, you know, it's not really that hard. It just yeah. takes some, it takes time. Yes. It takes finances, yeah. you know, and, and then something else is once we get it out online, we, we have to advertise it. We have to, mm-hmm. people need to know where to go, how to find it and, right. and, and things like that. I mean, that's one, and one thing, even with the, our own podcast here, I mean, we're just now get, starting to get some tracks and people yeah. are just now f- are finding mm-hmm. our thing. I, I've actually learned how the, the, the place that actually distributes my podcast can actually tie into my Facebook sites and, and some of these things. And we're going to be uh, on some more channels. I've looked at some other things that, you know, that you can find, you know, we can, we can go to some, some more things like SoundCloud and some other things that we're not on right now, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just amazing how, how we can use this tool for the gospel. Yes. Yeah, that's right. When you know, Paul couldn't go, yeah. when the Holy Spirit said, no, don't go in that direction. He had the Macedonian vision. He's like, oh, we need to go in this other direction. But he wrote a letter. Yes. And that was like high. And, and we don't realize that those yeah. letters that Paul wrote yeah. still guide our life today. Yeah. You know, and, and Paul wrote some of those letters from prison. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, a man in prison, you know, wrote a letter mm-hmm. that's an inspired, you know, utterance of God. Right. That still guides people 2000 years yeah. later. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, no matter where you might be, mm-hmm. you can change someone's life, not only today, but for generations and generations to come. Right. Imagine Paul's letters were then copied painstakingly copied word for word, letter for letter today. That's kind of like hitting the send button. Yeah. You need to read this too. Instantly. It's, it's well, copied then, and distributed. Then, yeah. you know, they had to be, they were translated over time with the different versions, different yeah. languages. But now we have technology yeah. that actually can translate things in an instant, you know, yeah. um, you know, maybe not, not video mm-hmm. or, or not, not, you know, audio yet, yeah. but text messages. Now, sometimes we know the translation is not always correct because yeah. um, mm-hmm. um, I have a, a lot of friends from Brazil. Yeah. Um, Raymond has had a lot of influence in Brazil and, and a lot of my Brazilian friends, you know, put things on, on Facebook. I do know 
not a lot of Portuguese, mm. you know, but I do know a little Portuguese. Okay. But it's funny when I hit Google Translate, and I'm like, that's not yeah. translated correctly. Right, yeah. right. So not true. what they yeah. said. Yeah, it's not, I mean, I mean, it's kind of the gist of what they said, but not really what they said. Yeah. You know, just because the, the, the little Portuguese I know. So, I mean, if I was fluent, I'd be like, man, that's a terrible translation. Yeah. In fact, a couple of times I've actually reported Google for having bad translations oh, of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You're fact-checking. Uh, fact-checking, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. I, I should fact-check more, you <laughs> right. know. Right. Uh, you know. Actually, did did you see um, the other day on Facebook that that Tony Cook got fact checked? No, I did not. Yeah, yeah. T- Tony Cook actually put <laughs> that Doug Jones was the greatest preacher ever, ever in Facebook fact checked. <laughs> I saw that. Yes, that's yes. funny. No, no. So Doug yeah. Jones is one of our one of our teachers here at Raymond Bible Training College. Yes, the greatest Bible school in Amen. the nation. Or actually, the greatest Bible school in the world. We have campuses all around the world. And so mm-hmm. if some of you might be interested in learning more about the word, or maybe you feel called to the ministry, or maybe you feel called to go to some place in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. like the pe- pickets do, you know, it wasn't, it's not just nowhere because it is somewhere, Yeah, you know, but not everyone wants to go there, you know, check out Raymond Bible Training College, rbtc.org. So, so now Grady, you know, talk again. So mm-hmm. here, here you are. I mean, you know, Tell us your ultimate plan and ultimate vision, yeah. you know, for what's going on. Because obviously you're going to be, well, you know, right where the end time stuff is is you know right. going to happen according right. according to the word. Sure, yeah, yeah, and well, we're kind of seeing it. it. It's like having a front row seat on Bible prophecy, with uh, the allies all coming together: Russia, China, Iran, all just Iran, especially as enemies of. Uh, Israel, mm-hmm. Iran, you know, thanks to Obama gave Iran a hundred and fifty some billion dollars in cash to Iran. Iran used it for war in Syria and to cause more war in Iraq. <laughs> I mean, think what you could do with a billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, you know, how much of the world we, we could, we, we could yeah. get the gospel out with a billion dollars. A thousand millions. <laughs> yes. Wow. And he gave him a hundred and fifty some and they they blew it. They didn't spend it on the people. They blew it on war. So Iran is making highways. They're trying to control all the highways from Iran to Israel. And that's only about 800 miles. You know, that's a pretty good road trip in America. But you just have to go through Iraq, through Syria, and bam, you are in Israel. 800 miles later. China is also building highways, super highways all across China. Um, and trying to get all the way to Europe. Mm. So... They have railroads. They're doing the same thing with railroads in China. So amazing. You know, and historically, highways have always been to move armies and keep the peace. So I think that's prophetically, that's that's Bible prophecy coming up. Um, Just fast ways to move armies to the Middle East for like the next big showdown that's coming. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just amazing. And like, you know, I've, I've been saying that I need to... I need to to read Revelation more. I need to get yeah. back into the, the Old Testament prophets, and, and you know, yeah. and, and, because these are things that are coming upon us. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I know for my own life, I've I've kind of stayed out of Revelation, stayed, stayed out of, out of out of you know, you know, some of the the prophets, you know, yeah. in, in time stuff, mm-hmm. just because you know, I didn't know that it was relevant, and, and, and of course, you know, something else is the. The Bible says "occupy till I, till I come." Yeah. And, you know, and the the biggest thing that we need to do is get the more people on our team. Sure, you know, go out and win the lost and tell people about mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. 
you know, and, and ultimately prophecy is going to happen. Yes. It's going to be fulfilled whether we want it to be or, or, or not mm-hmm. now, you know, and, and so, you know, and, and there's a lot of, a lot of things that you were like, well, maybe this, maybe that. I mean, I know a lot of ministers at the time thought that Hitler was the antichrist mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and the, the world's going to come to the end because they had wars and rumors of wars yeah. and, and, and all kinds of things, yeah. you know, but they were wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, then again, just because someone makes a prophecy doesn't make it true either. Yeah. You know, and I, I know um, I, I said the other day and people were, were talking about some of the prophecies and, and things. And, and, um, and so I said, well, you know, I've actually got a lot of questions yeah. to myself, you know, about, well, what about this person's prophecy with that person's prophecy? And I said, I'm going to give you a Brother Hagen answer. My, my grandfather's answer. His, this was his answer was it's either going to be true or not true. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll, we'll soon find out, I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, you know, and he always would say, you know, I'm just a mere, mere man. I can miss it just like anybody else can miss yes. it. Now, we know that the Bible prophecy will be fulfilled at some mm-hmm. point in time, but sometimes we, we want to make our own prophecy fit mm-hmm. with Bible prophecy. And, and it may or may not, because, I mean, yeah. there's been things that, that I've seen that God wanted me to do. And it was 20 years later before I actually yeah. accomplished that where that God showed me, sure. you know, and, and there's some things that, that I haven't accomplished yet that, that God showed me is going to happen. And, yeah. you know, and, and they'll happen eventually, or, you know, sometimes, um, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you think, well, was that something God really wanted me to do, you know, and, or, or, you know, did I have too much pizza last night and have a weird dream yes. or something like yeah. that? But, yeah. but, but, you know, um, you know, a lot of things that I've been accused of here, Recently, people people said, "Well, well, you know, you're just a conspiracy theorist," mm-hmm. and um, and no, I'm just looking at the signs of the times. Yes, and, yes. and you know, and and I believe that Christians need to wake up. Right, amen. You know, and and we need to, you know, arm ourselves. You know, the Bible mm-hmm. actually tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, yeah, but principalities, you know, and rulers from on high. You know, and, and then it tells us to put on the full armor of God. And how many people don't have our full armor on? Right. You know, we may, might have pieces of the armor, but we don't have it, you know, mm-hmm. fully on or, or fully fitted or fully ready for battle. Because yeah. basically the Bible tells us to be always ready for battle because the devil's always ready for battle. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, he, he, he uses men and women, but it's, it, there's something behind that man and behind that woman. Because sometimes we, yeah, yeah. as individuals, we get mad with said, well, mm-hmm. this person's evil. Well, really, you know, man was made in God's image. No one's evil. Yeah. They're listening to evil spirits. They often are, yeah. Yes. Yielding and, you know, to these Yielding evil to evil spirits. And, and the ideas. Bible clearly tells us that mm-hmm. men will wax worse and worse. Yeah. You know, you know, you know being deceived. And yeah. sometimes that we're, we're deceived into... To believe in these evil spirits and, and, and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and I don't like to talk about so much of, about spiritual warfare, but, but I think it's important for the end times. Sure, yeah. yeah. Well, the, it is, and that's why I was bringing that up a while ago, because if we just resign ourselves to these things are going to happen, uh, you know, there's going to be war in the Middle East, mm-hmm. the Antichrist is going to come, well, then we just fold our arms and wait for it to happen. 
No, the enemy is trying to hasten chaos now yeah. and impede the spread of the gospel and stop a last day's revival because mm-hmm. I still believe that we're going out of here in the rapture before the rise of the Antichrist. Uh-huh. So you're not going to have a front row seat. Yeah. Uh, that'll be from, uh, from, the supper, from the supper table. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> you see, and so, so it does matter. It matters how we vote. It matters how we pray. Yeah. It matters how that we make progress in the things of God and don't just kind of kind of set back and resign ourselves. Oh, well, it's just going to get worse. This is just the way it's going to be. If we do that, then, then we're not exercising the authority of the believer and the devil just takes over before it's time. Yeah, I mean, right. It's, it's kind of theologically lazy to you know, exactly to not word. venture into the Book of Revelation. But theologically lazy is, is pretty much describing <laughs> Americans. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, but could be worse. Um, I mean, the, in, here let me say that the rap, the rapture is not a rescue operation because mm-hmm. the church is so sick and emaciated and the devil has got us beat down so bad, Jesus finally has to come get us out of here. Yeah. No, the rapture is the culmination of the last day's revival. Yeah. So they stuff to get done. And so, so we got to keep pushing. We got to keep pressing. Right. We don't lay down for the devil. We, these things you're talking about over there, just like you mentioned, yeah. the possibility that they could even bring stuff to our shores. Yeah. That can't happen. Right. While we're alive, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. We need to take authority over that stuff. Yeah, amen. That amen. would stop a revival right there if they're yeah. blowing up the United States. Right. And one of the best books on authority, is you have it sitting right, right. there. Yeah, the authority the of the believer. The authority of the believer. Believer's you know, authority. The believer's authority by Kenneth E. Hagan. Um, my grandfather, my spiritual mentor, you know, and it's it's one of the greatest books, you know, ever written mm-hmm. to the... And the reason the book was written was because... Whenever the book was written, a lot of times some of the pastors might have realized their authority, but he wanted the everyday Christian to understand mm-hmm. that they have authority right. in the name of Jesus. Right. And they've been given that authority because you know, for a long time it was like, okay, I got to go to the pastor and the pastor is going to claim my authority, mm-hmm. but that's not the way it is. You know, may, maybe a religious tradition says that, yeah. but that's not the way, you know, we as individuals, you know, have been given authority. Right. You want Amen. to read something there from the book? Yeah, I was just reading the in the legacy edition. Uh, in the uh, there's it includes the forward that was included in the original 1986 edition. And Brother Hagen said this. He said, back in the 1940s, I asked myself the question: Do we have authority that we don't know about and that we haven't discovered uh, that we're not using? And that's the question he answers in his book. Yes, we do. Yeah, and it's amazing how many Christians have never, like, seen or experienced authority. Right. And when they do, they're like, wow, what was that? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you talking or praying like that? Yeah. It's like, it's authority. Yes, sir. Yeah. And there is an interest in the Middle East, especially yeah. in Iran. People are having dreams and visions of Jesus. And especially since 9-11, it seems like there's been a lot of prayer focus on the Middle East. I think that will... Part of those prayers were why I am there. Yeah. But it's amazing. As we pray, I think it was John Wesley who said, it's a strange thing, but it seems like God has chosen to limit himself to our prayers. Yeah. So, you know, why pray? There is something that happens when we pray. Angels go on assignment, spiritual wheels start turning. Jesus is going out there and I mean, he's appearing to people in dreams and visions and they come and see us say, Hey, what was your message? Sometimes my wife and I are appearing in people's dreams 
and they come to us and they're like, I felt like this was a dream from God and you have a message for me. I'm like, (laughs) all right, well, let's sit down and let's talk about it. So so there's immediately an open door. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about sheer numbers because, you know, the the world population is, is quickly approaching 8 billion people. And, um, Grady, do you know how many Muslims are are, are, are in the world? You know, Ooh, goodness, I I, I do yeah. know that that they say the highest Christians. You know, actually, there there might be as as many as two point I think three billion yes. Christians in the world, or something like yeah. that. But that still leaves a lot of people. It does that, that are not born again. And you know, yeah. I question that some of those people who identify as Christians, if they're really acting Christians mm. or, or whatever. Right, right. But but you know there are a lot of Muslims in the world. There are, yeah. And, and you know, and and things like that you you're planning you know to do. I mean, there's a lot of people who can be reached. Yeah. You know, with, with simple you know, Bible stories yeah. and, and and things that that they can get on their social media, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and you're planning to put them in into their language. Yes. You know, and that that's important to un, you know, to, to to be able to be translated to our languages because. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, unlike, you know, the, the, the different Muslim sects, they have they have different different languages yes. and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they may or may not understand, you know, some some things. And so I think it's very important because there's billions of people. Yes. That need to get saved. Right. Right. You know, and, and, and I think that we as Christians here, you know, mainly talking to people here in America, America I, I know we we have people I know listen to this podcast overseas as well. Um, but, but, you know, we need to understand there's billions of people that if the Lord comes back tomorrow are on the way to hell. Yes. That's and, right. and, you know, and because sometimes I've heard people, especially during 2020, think, you know what, Jesus come back today, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm like, Jesus, you know, hold off for, for a little bit, you know, <laughs> because there's people on the road to hell. Yes. And, you know, true. and, um, people says as yourself and, 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 and once again, I do want to commend you, your wife and your children, um, for, for sacrificing to, to, to be in an area that is not considered the most safe area in the world and, and to minister to, to people that need minister to, and that are going to be right in the end time, yeah. you know, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. Right. That's right. This whole end times mess that's coming up on the horizon. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. They're all going to go through it. But boy, if we can get them a witness of Jesus, yeah. just a little information, just just a taste of it, boy, God can do a lot with that. Yeah. So, so before we end today's broadcast, once again, give us your website. Tell us how we can support you. And, yeah. Um, All that information is at faithfrontiers.org, faithfrontiers.org, and from there we have text to give. You know, we've got PO boxes. There's online giving. You can help. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram and others. So yeah, we welcome everyone to follow us, get daily updates from the Middle East and what's going on. And uh, yeah, we uh, like making new friends. And we do want to encourage our listeners to, to, to plug in um, with Grady and Becky and, and many other Raymer grads yeah. around the world. Yeah. You know, a lot of and, people doing great things, good ground to sow mm-hmm. into. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, it's amazing how our Raymer grads, now number, we, we need to also understand that we have, you know, 
coming up on 90,000 Raymer grads. Well, actually, we're, there's a Ooh. number of graduations going on right now in, in Brazil. Yeah. And so we're, we're, we're quickly approaching, and we should, by the end of the year, we'll have over 90,000 mm. worldwide Raymer graduates you know, around the world wow. preaching and teaching the gospel, ministering to places that you've never been before, you've never thought of going before. You know, but you can partner with, with those guys, and you can partner with us. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, one of the reasons for this podcast is to focus in on what Rama is doing around the world, to focus in on what some of our graduates are doing, and also to encourage you th- that if if you want to learn more about the Bible or if you feel called to the full time ministry, that Rama Bible Training College is a great place for, for you to come. You know, in you know, Rama Bible Training College is a two year program. With some third and fourth year options, specialties, you know, specialties. You know, if you feel called to be a pastor or or a missionary or whatever, we have some spe- some specialty options um, available. But but if you can can you know, two years out of your life. Now think about this. I mean, I happened to um I went to high school, you know, through high school. Then I graduated. I went to Oklahoma State University, graduated from there. Then then went to Rama for two years and graduated there. So, you know, so that's some um, 12, 14, 16 years of my life, you know, educating you know, myself and I'm, and I'm a little bit educated, um, you know, <laughs> but just two years is just a small part. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you know, and, and it's just so amazing. And like I, I always say that here at Raymond, we train visionaries. Yes. Visionaries. You know, I've, I've asked my mom one time, I, I said, mom. You know, there's many ministries that are doing wonderful things. You know, I've you know heard people digging wells out yeah. places. You know, getting water, and that's a great thing. Right. You know, there's orphanages. I mean, there's feeding the hungry. And I said, I said, Mom, we can partner with some people and and do some of those things. And you know, um, you know, it would be easy to raise support. I know people around the world. I can find people to dig wells. I can find. Mm-hmm. And you know what, my Mom said. My mom says that. God didn't call us to dig wells. God called us to train men and women yeah. to go around the world. And, and, you know, and then all of a sudden, the Lord said that God had calls us, called us to train visionaries to go out and to dig wells, sure. to, to open orphanages, yeah. to, you know, to, to feed the hungry, to feed the poor, to, to open ho- homeless shelters, to, 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 to have um, rehabilitation centers. You know, yes. uh, you know, but, and that's a big thing. There are a lot of people, not only in America, but around the world that have been affected by drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Good people. Yeah. You know, and God wants to to clean their life up yeah. and, and set them up. And, 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 you know, God, as you come to Rhema, you catch a vision. Yes. Amen. You know, and, and that vision is to go out and touch this world with, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so rbtc.org, if you're interested in coming to Rhema. So we're going to end today's broadcast like we end every broadcast. At Rhema, we're bringing hope, hope help, and, and healing, healing to the world. world.